Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Product Coffee podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Today we're talking about resources for product managers. Uh, We're heading into a new year, 2022. And as we kind of kick off the year, I've been thinking a lot about how do we continue to level up? What are some great things for us to be reading, what kind types of you know courses might be interesting to take. What are some things you can do this year to, to level up? What are some other you know content creators in the, the product thought leadership space that are worth following as you really start to shape and plan for your year? So that's that's what I thought we'd talk about today. We could talk about other product creators, um, types of courses, books you might like, anything along those lines. I have a few thoughts. Um, yeah, kick us uh, off with like a top of mind one. Let's see, yeah, what that yeah. sparks. Let's start with some other creators that are worth following. Um, obviously, follow us here at Product Coffee. Um, but oh, beyond awesome. that, there's a lot of really <laughs> smart people that have great thoughts on products. Um, we had Marty Kagan on the show recently, so I think he's pretty self-explanatory. He has some great books and a blog at Silicon Valley Product Group or SVPG.com. Um, Another one that I've really been liking recently, though, um, is uh, Shreyas Doshi, who is a former product lead from Stripe, Google, Twitter, um, and he uses Twitter a ton. Um, He does a lot of Twitter threads that are super valuable. I've been following him for over a year now. Um, He talks a lot about the craft. Um, he talks a lot about like creativity and product management and like product sense and and how that kind of is important to making successful products. Um, yeah, and he talks we, about strategy as well. So yeah. How do, how do you spell his name? I should know this, but I don't. Yeah. So his name is spelled S-H-R-E-Y-A-S and then his last name D-O-S-H-I. And again, Twitter is probably the best place to find yeah. him. That's where I follow him. Um and you know he's not some like hidden gem. I don't like. I think if anybody who's like keeping apprised online has probably heard of him. But if you haven't, check him out. If you're not following him, I'd highly recommend it. He has a lot of great thoughts again on creativity, um, strategy. He also talks about like working within companies and how organizational structures and politics and things like that can get in the way of good product, even at great companies. And so, if any of those topics interest you, I'd, I'd recommend giving him a follow. Love that. Um, Lou, anything top of mind for you that, you know, outside of influencers or like, is there any like book or article that's really, um, you know, top of mind this year? You know, you know, I was kind of thinking about it and at the start of every year, when I go through goals and and think about things with with my direct reports and the like, one of the areas I ask them to do is to think about a skill set that they're interested in improving upon. And for some people it's finance for others, people it's go to market. And one of the things I've been encouraging them to do recently is 
let's find an internal mentor. Like let's find somebody in our company who's in that space who can kind of coach you along or how can I provide some extra knowledge in there? I know that sometimes, you know, I think it's really good. There's some probably great finance books out there, but one of the things that I've just been thinking about is, yeah, let's get internal mentors. Let's get people you can connect with on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, as a bit of starting advice for the year, you know, that's one of the things I would recommend. There's a lot of good books that you guys probably know better than I do at this point, but yeah, on the internal one, I, I love internal mentorship. So, so learning from your, uh, um, yeah, learning for internal folks that can really level you up and within their area of expertise. And that's not necessarily within product you're, you're mentioning like within marketing or with yeah other areas. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's like, if you've got a goal and if one of your goals is to learn how to do financial modeling, right? Let's, let's get somebody who can give you some hands-on instruction, reach out to one of those guys and say, Hey, can you walk me through the financial plan for my division Love for it. the year yeah. and tell me how you got there? And, you know, those type of things, not only does it help you build a good relationship inside of the business, but it also helps build empathy for what that person's going through. It helps build understanding of your own domain and your own business knowledge. And, you know, that's an area that I'm really focusing on getting people involved in this year. Love it. David, what's top of mind for you? Do you have any like uh, tools, tips, resources that um, you've really kind of dove in? We, as Zach mentioned, you know, uh, an influencer influencer in the product space to follow. You know, we've been talking about books and articles. Lou is mentioning some internal people, like anything top of mind with you that recently is you want to share? Um, yeah, so uh, I'd say something that I'm hoping to do a lot more this year is uh, actually getting involved with other uh, products professionals in the space. And uh, this came about uh, sometime last year. I got, I mean, you, you probably all know about Clubhouse. And uh, I stumbled upon a room. I, I was doing, uh, I think it was a kind of a Q&A for product managers to come in and ask their questions and just discuss. And I got in the room, I uh, got on stage, had a lot of good insights for a lot of of the people asking questions. And after that, I, you know, it it, it just, it gives you a sense of, um, um, uh, uh, I don't know the word to use, but, but when you hear about, people facing problems that you probably spent one month trying to solve and you can help them out in like two sentences. And then you can hear other people talk about the struggles they've gone through. You can talk about things that you have also, uh, struggles that you're also going through. And yeah, I just felt that was really, really fulfilling. Uh, That brought down the learning curve a lot. Uh, much more than I know uh, we've all been in product a long time. I know way back then there was not as much support as now. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get more involved uh, with, with stuff like that. Uh, it's kind of to, to, to provide mentorship and also to find uh, people that can provide me advice and mentorship as well. Love that. That's what we do here. <laughs> right. I exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, which is why I, I started coming yeah. to this group in the first place. Right. Cause yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's kind product. of a that's the theme I've noticed is like a, a product communities cropping up, which I think is really mm-hmm. valuable. Like you know, we've started doing that here at Product Coffee. Some of these the other product support creators, <laughs> right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Some of these other content creators have like their own Slack groups or other things that you can join. 
Um, and even yeah. just generally like getting in the comments online or clubhouse is a great example. Twitter spaces is the same type of thing. Um, you know, spend more time talking with people and learning how other people do it. It's easy to get in your day to day and think, Oh, this is just what product is like. I even yeah. still do this. And then I'll talk to a, a product manager or a product leader at another company who I've worked with before. And it, I still notice things that are different and we can kind of talk about why certain things are or are not working. So I, I definitely, mm-hmm. that's a, yeah. a great thing to try exactly. and hold into your, your normal work life. Yeah. And I love yeah. like what, what Lou is mentioning is that, you know, depending on your learning style, you, you, you really can level up in different ways. And some, t- some ways that's, you know, on the job, some way that's, you know, through interactions with people and in some ways it's more reading, right? Like some folks really resonate with um, studying themselves. And, um, you know, I, for me personally, you know, I, I like a mix of different things and, and depending on the topic or what comes, you know, what's top of mind for me, I'll kind of lean more towards a certain um, avenue. But I think for me, uh, right now, I've been doing the Reforge program. And I, uh, you know, those of you that are uh, um, familiar with it, I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a really um, great resource for product manager, uh, managers that are trying to level up their careers. And they have a lot of great content there. So I, I would highly suggest that. And it's good, it, nice for me because it's not just articles to read through because sometimes I, I, I have trouble kind of keeping up with the, the long form text, but I, they have videos. You can kind of watch that and you can kind of uh, center in on, on specific topics. Um, and yeah, um, so, so that would be my recommendation. And uh, um, the other thing uh, top of mind is uh, I just ordered a book off of Amazon. I'm very excited to um, get this today, but continuous discovery habits, because that's some, a skill that I wanted to get better at. Um, it, it's a book by Teresa Torres, and she's uh, a great product leader in the space and, and really talks a lot about discovery. And so I'm very excited to kind of understand a little bit more about um, her, her tactics and, and things that she's implemented at other product um, um, departments. But uh, those two come top of mind for me. But uh, nice, yeah. Re- Reforged. I'm gonna give that a plus one. And you know, there's a paid program that is led by like product executives or former former product execs from from some pretty big companies. Um, but they have a lot of great like free content. Like if you check out Reforged's blog, there are some great pieces on like product strategy, growth, um, becoming like a a product leader, bridging the gap from like a PM to a product leader. So you can even start there for free and then consider some of their other, their other stuff. Uh, so plus one to that. Yeah. What about, so what outside of like resources and education, like, are there any other uh, tools that you guys have really invested in this year or excited to check out? Um, to give you an example, I, I've kind of been on the onset of, I think Coda was an interesting doc uh, that I was looking at, uh, interesting software. So I've been playing around with their free uh, um, service to do more product brief templates and uh, PRD type, uh, um, you know, source of truth for for product information. So I was trying to look at that. Um, any other interesting tools that you guys have looked into? Yeah. So I my team has started using Notion for our road mapping. Um, we started that kind of late last year. Um, we're trying to have basically a consistent place where we can tell the story of what we're prioritizing and why. Um, I've heard code is good too. I haven't really spent any time with that, but Notion's the one we're trying to stick to. Um, 
I think my my bigger New Year's resolution when it comes to tools is trying to just stick with one tool for like the year. Um, in in previous it's years, it's so I, hard when there's so many good ones. There's so yeah. many cool ones, but <laughs> and that is true. There's a lot of really cool tools out there. Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, the hard part of the job is like the actual prioritization, the actual framing of ideas, and the actual making of trade offs, and speaking personally, I've used cool tools as a way to procrastinate versus actually, um, you know, sitting down and trying to figure stuff out. Um, but I, I do recommend checking out some of these tools. So yeah, notions pretty good. Um, I, I think it works really well for our briefs, like a product briefs our road mapping, as well as like an idea intake log yeah. that we can then feed into our road mapping process. Um, so I'd, I'd recommend that happy to talk more about it, but, um, yeah, curious if any any other tools people are are really liking that they plan to start using this year. I, I'll say this much: your point on simplifying to one tools. I think that you know the the best idea there. We're consolidating around Jira Advanced Roadmaps as an organization this year, which is going to be pretty uh-huh. good, and I think everybody's excited about it. To kill off finally, getting road. off of Aha. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Dude, burn that thing with fire, please!" Um, <laughs> oh no, so, they're a sponsor. Come on, Lou. No, I'm just kidding. Oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh, okay. No, I'm totally kidding. If they were, now they never. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. True. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, seriously, now moving over to Jira and you know getting some people some training around that is pretty critical and. I was actually really surprised that our team, we said, hey, we're going to do this. And it was like, all right, cool. We've all got our roadmaps in Jira now. And we're like, oh, well, that was pretty sweet. So I think condensing around one one tool and making it ubiquitous across your org is pretty important. I know we're doing that as well with kind of all of our documentation this year is just trying to get everything standardized the way we do briefs or don't do briefs or where we make all the content live. Um, That's something, you know, if you got to think about it, like, artifacts like that are kind of the brain trust of your product org, right? The documentation that's created along the way while you build everything is something that we all want to reference in time. We all want to ask, why did you do what you did? Um, both for good and bad. And so, mm-hmm. you know, really think I'd encourage everybody to think about for the start of the year, what's the way that we can store the brain trust of our team uh, for future? Yeah, totally. Yeah, agree. I, I think there's the, the brain trust, like how do we, have kind of this this source of of knowledge of decision making um, that has led us to where we are. And, you know, why did we do the things we do? And then I think there's also the day to day work. Like, what facilitates being effective as a team? Because I found that certain programs like Confluence, for example, can be really good about sort of a brain trust. But so, in my experience in previous years, can it can be harder to like really facilitate back and forth decision making and just like high speed development. Um, and so trying to strike that balance, I think, is important. Both are necessary. And you don't necessarily need a, a billion tools to, to do each of these things. But I think it is worth trying to think about, is this tool or this process solving for like the longer-term brain trust, or are we trying to facilitate a near-term decision? Um, and a good example of that is Google Docs. I found a lot of times Google Docs is a great way to like kick off an idea, get a bunch of feedback initially, because it's super lightweight, it's quick, commenting is super easy to manage. Um, and then it goes into like this black hole of Google Docs, never to be seen again for years. So, um, yeah, I think trying to bridge those two is important. I, we've been semi-successfully using Notion for that for the past couple of months, but 
TBD as to how, how well that sticks. Nice. What about, so I, we, we talked a little bit about this and we've actually attended a couple of these, but like uh, product events or, you know, um, I know a lot of things have gone virtual, like product con, for example, but like, is there any other, you know, industry-wide events that you guys know about, have experienced and enjoyed that you could share? Yeah, I, that's a, that's a great question. I, I feel like since the pandemic, I haven't, gone and much i've done a like i've jumped in on a couple virtual conferences here or there like you know as as the day goes on the one thing actually i've really enjoyed is we did a and david was part of it we did a product week just inside of our own Mm -hmm. organization it got all of our pms together and we really just worked out strategy got to a room spent some time with one another spent some time learning from another and i think it's the thing we're going to try to do almost every quarter maybe not as big as the first one we did but you know, sometimes, like I said, as well, we can often think to look, it's great to look externally for a lot of things, but sometimes the wisdom that you need is right around the corner and the peer or the colleague that you have, right, you know, sitting right next to you, virtually speaking in today's day and age. But in the same way that the three of us are getting together to talk about product related things and to learn from one another, I'd encourage everybody else to kind of do the same, you know, maybe create a product yeah. guild inside of your com- your company meet up regularly and talk about things in an open and organic way. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I think a great point. You don't have to wait around for an event to be able to get some of those, some of those benefits. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Oh, sorry. Did I interrupt you, Zach? Sorry about that. Yeah. No, go for it. no and, and, and uh, yeah, just talking about that. Uh, a lot of product managers, we, we work in this silos where this is our space. This is our team. This is our work. Everything is, you know, defined or maybe not, but we know we know we are, we are kind of limited to what we do. We spend all our time trying to do it well, but we hardly interact with other product managers, except maybe when we are collaborating. But we we hardly interact and see how they work. Like there, are, I've worked with a lot of product managers. I don't even know how to how they run their sprints or their retrospectives or you know we do all of these things. And the way somebody does it might be very, very different from the way someone else does it. And just because we're set up that way, we hardly learn from each other. We hardly learn best practices. We hardly learn um, how, what works well for somebody, what works well, what doesn't work well. And so I think it's very, very, uh, it's a very great idea to get together because the, the, the best talent you have is the one that's accessible to you. It's the one that's available right next to you. So it's very, very great to get together with product managers who work around you and at least share ideas, shadow each other, attend each other's stand-ups. I think that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a uh, great strategy moving into the year. I love the idea of shadowing because it's very in context. Like sometimes we talk to each other and it, it's a bit more conceptual, like, oh yeah, this I do this thing and this thing can sometimes happen. Actually seeing not just the PM, but seeing them and their team, like their engineers asking questions or yeah. you know, a stakeholder giving pushback, uh, actually really kind of, it adds a lot of context and weight to what's happening. Um, I experienced this a few years ago at Ibotta kind of indirectly because I was kind of partnering with another PM for a while on a specific team um, simply because we were trying to figure out team structures. So we were just together on a team for a while. And that was was actually really cool because I got to see some very different styles of how things were done. And I ended up altering like how I work to an extent because of some of the things I learned just observing other people working. Um, 
both the PMs, but also then kind of as a secondary effect, how their their teams worked with them. So I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, in fact, I think you, because when I joined Ibotta, I really wanted to see how people were working because it was a different kind of organization than I was used to. And I believe I attended your stand-up, Zach, and uh, I think it was Bergen, just to see. And and yeah, I I, I noticed a lot, uh, similarities and differences. Yeah, so it is it is great. It is great. Yep. So you know all about my stand-up, so just don't have to ask. <laughs> <the same> thing. <laughs> I, I think that that was that was probably an OKR session or something like that. I remember. I I, I have some idea. <laughs> yeah, I love the ride-along concept of just you know, uh, it, you know. I think engineering. I always talk about has a good culture because they there's so many and there's so many good leaders that have been in the space for a while, and it, it's just a longer profession. So there's more experts and more best practices in a culture and there's a higher density of them in, in, in a company and there's less of that, you know, adversely with product and they don't, you know, on a specific team, there's not usually two product managers, there's usually one product manager. And, um, and so you don't get that exposure or experience as much, um, to, to be able to do one of those ride-alongs. But I wonder like, how how other like what other ways that we can kind of learn from engineering culture and the way that they've built that we can apply in the product management context? I think product coffee for us satisfies that need, but like for other people out there, you know, what what else would you say um, that we can? Well, you know, this, this analogy has me thinking of like pair programming where you kind of pair someone more junior, someone more senior, and it probably doesn't have to be junior and senior. It could, you could be someone who you're just like peers with, but like shadowing is one way to do that. Like as PMs, meetings are a big part of the work we facilitate, like not adding meetings for the sake of meetings. I'm sure there's a ton of people cringing right now. But what I mean by that is like facilitating communication and making sure the right dots are connected. So doing the shadowing is like a version of that. Another would be like maybe collaborating with PMs on like product documents together. So like write a product brief and instead of just like doing it yourself and submitting it to your engineering team and maybe doing a review with like your manager, uh, maybe solicit feedback from one or two of your PMs, ask them for their thoughts, or their input. Um, that, that could be one option. I like to do that with strategy in our group, you know, set some time just to, Hey, let's just explore some ideas together and talk about how we could form this into a strategy. And, you know, obviously in, in the more product leadership position, that's the thing you want to do, right? It helps build not only camaraderie, it makes people feel how feel like their voices are heard, but generally speaking, if they can be more interactive with other people while doing the same activity with a shared common output and shared common goal, then you're all going to learn pretty well because you have to learn in order to deliver something. And so I think that's a, that's an area. And I also notice sometimes too, it gets a little bit harder the further up you move in the product organization, right? There's you want to learn from the people who are senior to you, who can bring maybe an area of expertise that you don't have. And as you kind of go up, sometimes those levels start to diminish, or at least appears to. And so that's where I think, you know, the higher up you get in product as well, you need to think about, you know, like I said earlier, right? Those people in finance, marketing, those other leaders, and realize that you can go and learn skills from them too, right? Like ideally a product person should be at the center of, business, finance, marketing, um, UX design, technology development, architecture. So at some point, you want to be learning skills from a person in every single one of those divisions. And you want to build the empathy with them as well, 
so that you can truly enhance your product skill. You know, learn from others, then learn from outside. I love That's the pattern point. recognition mm-hmm. like that because I, I, I was talking to someone earlier this week that was looking to get into product and he was a musician and, you know, we, we kind of, uh, and coming from music as well, you know, tied the correlation of, oh yeah, being a musician and, and starting your own group and all this is you're kind of doing that work. And so you're kind of always instinctually this role or doing this, doing this thing. And now product has a label to it that it's like, it's really nice to be able to um, put that badge on your, on your chest. And so I think, you know, with pattern recognition and exploring finance or marketing or, or uh, uh, sales or what have you, you can kind of tie all that together, understand those big patterns and, and kind of, yeah, map that to your job. Love that. And to so I, this oh, point, the more senior you get, the more that becomes critical as well, because you think about the head of product or a chief product officer, their job at that point is really to represent the product function to all the other leaders. And so they're not dealing day-to-day as much with people who fully understand product. Um, And so if you want to become more senior, learning how to better interface with people from these other groups who maybe don't understand product as well, it's not their area, is actually also a great way to just level up your seniority. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for sharing all this awesome tips and resources and tricks. Um, I, I hope you guys took something away from this podcast. And, and then if you are listening to this and you have a tip or a resource to for us to check out, um, comment on the episode. We're going to post this out, um, interact with it as much as you can. Uh, it always helps us uh, gain, gain some visibility for other folks that are um, um, trying to learn about the product space and learn about the profession as well. Um, so please, please do that. So thank you all for listening. Um, looks like we finished up our coffee. So go level up. This has been Product Coffee. Produced and engineered by me, Kevin Gentry. Through our podcast partner, Anchor, you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover. And who knows, we might end up playing it on the show. You can also become a supporter of Product Coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. Find, follow, and share us on LinkedIn and on Instagram. The links to both of these are in the description of this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Product Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.